So what do you got cooking this weekend, huh? Put your head between your legs in the brace position and get ready for another week of bats hitting balls. Balls through nets and off rackets with coaches blowing up and referees entering the witness protection program. Sit back, relax and enjoy what Triple M modestly calls the Weekend Legends. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Weekend Legends. My name is Andrew Rose. No Chris Gale this week. He's off in the UK gallivanting around, dancing to dance music or doof doof or something. But good news, because Chris isn't here, we actually get to get a real legend in the studio. Finally, a real legend. A current star for the West Tigers. He's represented New South Wales in State of Origin, formerly part of the greatest team in rugby league, the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Josh Reynolds, welcome to the Weekend Legends. Hey, mate. Oh, mate, I am so excited to have you in the room. Oh, what about the introduction? Oh, mate. And you oh. told a couple of porkies. <laughs> <laughs> One is that I'm a legend. Oh, mate, Two you're... is that I'm a Tiger star. <laughs> but hey, you know what? I'll take it. Mate, we're just excited to have someone who's actually played the game in here today. <laughs> you, were, you were training this morning, right? Yeah, yeah. We had the captain's run this morning. and What does that mean, a captain's run? Uh, so it's like the... Final session. Right. Little little run through, run through your plays, get must together. Been, must have been cold out there. It was. It was Mate. It was going straight through me. I made that noise this morning that old people make when getting into the Uber. You know, that, <laughs> getting in. That was my strain for this morning. Coming up this hour uh, on the Weekend Legends, we've got Josh Reynolds in the studio. I'm so excited about it. We're going to pick his brain on all things. John, uh, James Graham's 400th game coming up. Uh, we're going to talk junior sports and what ESPN has been up to this week. We're also going to talk to Tim Zhu, boxing uh, uh, rising star. He's going, to be up, yeah, he's going to be up in the second hour. But up next, some big games in round 21 so far. We're going to look at the good, the bad, and the ugly next. You're on the Weekend Legends, Triple M. It's a show on the weekend, and these guys are legends. So naming the show was a no-brainer. Triple M's Ghost Mutt. Oh, no, I mean, sorry, what is it? Weekend Legends. With Rose and Josh Reynolds this morning. And guys, round 21 is underway and we want to look at the good, the bad and the ugly. And last night, Rose, we saw two upsets. Yeah, two upsets last night and a pretty solid Friday night of footy, Josh. I'm going to start you with the good. The Warriors are one of these teams in rugby league where they can get destroyed one week and they can come so good the following week. What is it about the Warriors that make them so up and down like that? I ha- just Let's just sit here and th- how frustrating would it be to be a Warriors fan? <laughs> Honestly, because you look at their team on paper, and they got some of the most talented players in the whole comp. Mm. And then, yeah, you know, last week Canberra come over the ditch and yeah. they get beat. I think it was twenty odd nil, maybe thirty nil at half time. Yeah, it was a beating. Yeah, and then they come out last night and pretty much do the the opposite to Manly. Yeah, who are who are fighting to get into the top four. Yeah, you're right. They they got they lost forty six to twelve to the Raiders last week, and they come back because they you know they win twenty four sixteen over Manly last night. They led eighteen nil at halftime. That first half performance by the Warriors looked like they're a top four team. They oh, just tore Manly up easily, easily. You know, and I thought uh, Chanel Harris Tavita was outstanding. Yes, that was his, that, he was the difference. You know, they've been tinkering with their spine a fair bit. Um, yeah, Aaron, uh, Adam Kirigan, the guy that I know has been in and out and mm. they haven't been sure, but he stepped up last night, not only in attack, but his defense was outstanding. He was, he, he ate, I don't know what he ate for breakfast, but I want some for tomorrow's game because he was on fire. Well, the Warriors were absolutely charging in front at 18 nil with only 15 minutes to play. And then the sin binning of Adam Blair seemed to change things, uh, for Manly and they scored 16 points in eight minutes. So it's that, you know, the bit of that run comeback that we know Manly are capable of at the end of the game, but I just can't believe it. the Warriors are the hardest team as a fan to pick in rugby league because you just don't know what Warriors team is ever going to show up. Do you think 
Do you think this is signs for Manly? This is troubling signs for Manly coming towards the end of the season, or do you think this is just a speed bump? I don't think it's you know too bad a sign uh, for many because, like you said, Warriors are that team. You know, Manly might have went over there. They're going really well. Mm. You know, you fly over. You're there for the day before. They might have just thought that you know we should win. Yeah. Um, but you know, Manly have been playing really obviously Des style rugby league, and some of the games that they have won earlier in the year without, you know, the likes of Cherry Evans and the the Travoyevich brothers yeah. and Appy Corso all being out, but still winning games, that's a, it seems like they're building a great culture. Absolutely. And, and that's what they've built it on. But yeah, last night I watched the game. They they weren't doing the good thing. They were punching through the middle. They were a bit going side to side, I, I feel a they, bit. They just looked really stunned yeah. in the first half. I don't think they expected the Warriors to, like, like four men in on tackles from the beginning of the game. They were hungry, mm. the Warriors. and. Yep. I don't think Manly saw it coming. One of the strangest injuries I've seen, uh, Brad Parker got carried off with a right leg injury after tapping the ball. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Have I've you seen ever seen anything like that before? No, nah, that's, that's, that's very different. And I, the only bad thing is usually when nothing like nothing really happens, no contact, yeah. it's necessarily sometimes a bad injury. But I, I pray for him that it's not because he's, he's actually been a great player for Manly. You know, not, not known as a big-name centre, but, gee, he's doing a great job. It just terrifies me uh, as like a non-moving person that you can get injured. That like I could just grab my three-piece feed from KFC too fast and swivel, and I'm done for three weeks. I'm gone. Let's go to the other game last night. This was a huge one. The Panthers with a monumental upset over the Sharks. And now the fans count it down. It's a famous win for the Penrith Panthers over the Sharks. Don't give up on Penrith in 2019. What a night for the teenagers. Three of them. Celebrate a win on the Huge win for the Panthers. A 26-20 upset over Canola. Very windy conditions down at uh, Panthers Stadium there. What did you think about uh, the medal that uh, Panthers showed to get a win over a Sharks that are trying to run towards the top eight here at the end of the season? Yeah, that was, it was an outstanding win. Yeah. I honestly, throughout the week, said Sharks, you know, you know, I'm not allowed, we're not allowed to bet on the NRL, but I was like, of, if I was a betting man, <laughs> I would have dead set the Sharks. I thought, well, morals. Yeah. Like, you know, what they'd done to South last week were the Sharks of old. Mm. You know, with the with the likes of, of Wade Graham firing, Sean Johnson firing, and you just thought they were making their way to where they should be. Yeah. But then, you know, Penrith come out with three debutants last night. Amazing. And blow them off the park. You know, Matt Burton was probably, that was, that was probably one of the most clinical, outstanding debuts I've seen yeah, I'm going to throw it out there that, that, that I've seen from a half. Yeah. Because I can I can obviously, you know, adapt uh, because I'm I'm a half as well. And he yeah. seems so calm, you know. A, his kicks was like he's done it a million times before. He was a professional, but he was still, he still had that vibe of a debutante. He got uh, quite emotional at the end of the game. What's going through your head? Oh, words can't describe how, how much this means. And like to do that in front of all my family and friends and these bunch of legends, I can't ask for a better night. It's a dream come true. It took him only uh, about uh, 14 minutes of the game uh, to place that kick through for Brenton Maid and, and, you know, change the course of the game. Three, like you said, three debutants for the Panthers, Stephen Crichton, Spencer Lineu and Matt Burton as well. So, I mean, amazing by the Panthers to have those young dudes and, and Cleary to be alone there in the halves and take that young buck through and, and get a huge win over the Sharks. You think that you think this is the Panthers running towards the finals here? Yeah, well, I just think, where have Panthers come from? From the way they started the season... I remember when it was Magic Round and we actually played Penrith in Brisbane. I'm not sure if you remember the game. We blew them off the park. Yeah. It was about, it was it was 24-0 after about 
20 minutes. Yeah, Chris Chris was very satisfied with that. Yeah. Huge and mate, honestly, <laughs> I was like, where, like, how is this Penrith? Because everyone at the start of the season was like, they're going to be great. And yeah. the team they've got, kick out. And then, but then you could, now you can be like, well, they're, they're a bit scary. Mm. The likes of kick out and Cleary, Maloney to come back into the team. They, they can fire at the right times. Yeah. Intimidating the Panthers. Well, that's the good and the bad of the first two games. But Josh, I want to do the ugly Next break, because we got to get into this Broncos-Cowboys game and some of the crazy calls that went on during it. Still a lot to unpack, and we're going to do that next. Don't forget, Tough Mudder returns this November, now with 5 and 16-kilometre options. Hit toughmudder.com.au to register now. We're going to give you some t- chance to win tickets later in the show. This nice. is the Weekend Legends with Roge and Josh Reynolds on Triple M. Kicking you right in the weekend. Oh. Triple M's. Weekend Legends. With Rose and Josh Reynolds for your Saturday morning. And Thursday night's game, we saw the Broncos snatch a win in the last 20 seconds over the Cowboy in a th- Cowboys in a thrilling finish, but what was an average game to watch? Tell you what, Lachlan, I will not uh, get bored of you saying with Rose and Josh Reynolds. That sounds <laughs> really bloody good to me. Yeah, look, let's talk about Thursday night's uh, Broncos-Cowboys game. Firstly, Josh, you got to uh, call the game as part of Triple M. You're getting a bit of a name for yourself as a pretty good commentator pretty quickly around here, right? I don't know about good. I enjoy it. I yeah. have fun. Yeah, I, I, lo- I love watching the game. So I suppose I can, you know, easily get into it. Sure. You know, some some guys, you know, some some of my mates who I play with, they they don't watch it watch it at all. But right. I, but I can get into it, and yeah, I suppose that's why I sort of I enjoy coming in here and working with working with some pretty cool guys. Too. Yeah. Thanks, man. You call me cool. I, I like that. Um, yeah. Look. It, it's good that you enjoy footy because you can even call and commentate and enjoy a game as diabolical as Thursday night because there's a lot of stuff to unpack in this Broncos uh, getting out of jail win in the last minute. I, I want to show just how good you are at the commentary. If I can take you uh, to the Clifford uh, moment where Cooper obstructed McCulloch from the try. We all saw it. We all didn't think it was a try. You clearly thought there was a bad call. Let's go to the audio now. Does he stop? No, no, no that's, that's fine. a try. He gets every chance There's if no it's McCulloch. There. There's no problems there. No way. Award the try. Oh, just back yourselves as refs, eh? Yeah. Mate, yeah, this will be Kevin Cooper runs onto the outside shoulder of Andrew McCulloch. That's fine. It affects his ability to defend the play. Oh, the you're kidding. We saw one just recently. That no. was... Like, yeah, yeah, he says he takes his outside outside shoulder, no. but McCulloch still gets a crack at a versus crack yeah, at him. Straight, like, it's like a normal tackle. Oh, man, I've got to keep going through the line. That's I'm a terrible I'm not changing the rule. And you know how, like, players actually are really good at faking it. He didn't even... He had a crack at him. Yeah. And he's still... Man, that's, that's a bad And the Broncos... Mate, I see why people are talking about your commentary, Josh. That's pure <laughs> passion on the radio right there. Uh, I misspoke before. I think most sane people would have said, that's a try. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought you were against me. And I was no, like, God, no, I'm not against you. I mean, <laughs> Coop, like, like you said in that audio, Cooper had let go of him. He, McCulloch had every chance to tackle him there. What is going on with these? I feel like the refs are making calls by the book, and sometimes that's getting in the way of the refs making calls by the game. You're exactly right. That the refs are calling it, and you can't. You know, you, I suppose you can't be angry at the refs, and they're the ones we always blame. Yeah. Because in the black and white, yeah, he did. You know, he hit his outside shoulder. But in that instant, you know, you got a young guy in Jake Clifford taking the line on McCulloch, getting every chance to to tackle him. It was like I said, it was like a normal tackle. He was in front of him. Yeah. You know, it was just that he was he come off his left so hard, he was too too big, too strong. Yeah. And I just feel with that with that rule, the obstruction rule, there's got to be some sort of common sense about it. Mm. I, I think, you know, don't get me wrong. There, there's ones where 
as I said, you know, players are really good at, you know, I suppose falling over the old, the old dive and, and there is like, sometimes you do get taken out and don't get the chance, mm. but McCulloch had every chance then. And yep. like I said, he didn't even try and fake it and he's still, and the refs, they just, yeah. And I, I don't know. It's a hard one though, because it's, it's the black and white rule is. So what happens there? Do we have, does something have to change in the rule book? Or yeah. And the, I feel like it shifts all the time. Cause if, if a ref makes a call off instinct and it's wrong, people go, go by the book, go by the rules. And then a ref makes a call off the book and everyone's like, read the game. Yeah. Where's the, where's the emotion you need to read every moment for what it is. You know, what's interesting. I know it's retro round this week. And we celebrated by sending Chris to the to the UK. I was watching an old Australia-New Zealand game last night from the 70s. And when a ref made a call, everyone just took what the ref said and just moved on with the game. It seems to be a modern culture that, I don't know if it's because social media has come, become so strong and everyone has an opinion now in a game. But I just feel like the refs just cop it in modern sport, right? They just, they're, the, they're the butt of the problem no matter what happens. Oh, yeah, they sure do. And I'm... <laughs> I'm a big culprit for it on the field, unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry, all, all rest. But no, nah, they do. But the thing is, too, as well, you know, that they're trying to bring in this, you know, like the eagle eye. And, and you're right. It, it is social media because people can break down every second of a game and yeah. show, oh, that that was an inch forward. Like he was in front of, you know, he might have been behind the 10. The ball landed in front of the 10. So people can break it down play by play. Whereas back in the day. Yeah. You can't do that. No. So the ref's call is what it is, and that's you know that's I think it's the best way. Yeah, I, it, it's a really tough situation for refs, and I and I sympathise because you know they've got they've got so much pressure on them to get these calls right. I don't really know what the answer is to this, but going back to the game, there was a lot. There was more than just that call in the game that I think people kind of looked at a little strangely, and you know uh, the Turpin uh, sneaking through the line off the back of some spectacular passing at the end of the game got the Broncos that win. Do you think the Broncos deserved that win? Nah, definitely not. You know, they, it was, it was a weird game. It they was. Were, they were on top, the Broncos. I felt that at any time they could have just went bang, bang, and then they could have opened up the floodgates. Yeah. But then they just kept letting the Cowboys in and the Cowboys were sort of just lingering around and, and then all of a sudden it flipped and I was like, hold on, the Cowboys are, are going to win here. Yeah. You know, they, they were doing the, the little things like kicking the corners and a few, in the first half, the Cowboys were, they didn't they had some weird, you know, last tackle options. I, yeah. I felt some different options that, that weren't helping them. But then when they got into the grind of their, you know, their sets, they actually looked a lot better. But then with the Broncos, you've got the likes of, you know, Pangai Jr. that can just go, you know, bang offload, which happened into yeah. a try or yeah. for feeder, you know. So hmm. they didn't deserve to win the Broncos, no way, but they did. And in, sometimes in a team environment, you look at back at that game and go, there's no way we should have won, but we'll take it. That's footy for you. Mm. Uh, the other big talk coming out of the game is uh, Josh McGuire's hit his uh, hat trick of eye gouges <laughs> for the season. What do you reckon? He's going to get time for that? That's a pretty blatant eye gouge, right? Oh, yeah. And, and you know, like the, I said it before, like it's probably one of the worst things you can do, I reckon. You yeah. Know? Like I've, I'm, I'm no clean skin and sometimes I listen to radio and there's guys that have done stuff and they say, oh, you can't do that. So, hey, I'm, I'm putting it out there. <laughs> I'm no clean skin. But... Yeah, an eye gouge is a, is a different kettle of fish, I feel, yeah. you know, like, it's just, you, you just can't do it. It's a grub move. Yeah. It's and, a grub move. And as well, you just, you know, he's done it three times, like, who, George Burst got, how many weeks? Oh, like, a couple. No, didn't he get heat? Did George Burst, seven weeks. No way, he got seven? Yeah, for Farrah. Oh, one he done on yeah, Farrah. that's right. And he's only, I think Maguire's only facing three. Three Jeez, weeks. So. After his third one? Yeah. That's insane. Well, I mean, I don't know if you know this about the Weekend Legends, Josh, but we're kind of trendsetters here. We we could, we have a thing called the legend bump. A lot of the time when we talk about things on this show, they happen immediately after yeah, we nice. talk about them on the show. And last week we had Dennis Carnahan from Rugby League the Musical on, and he sang us a little ditty about Maguire's actions. There's Josh Maguire. 
dog shot on Maloney. <laughs> Suspended for one week, available for Origin 3. He eye gouged Dylan Walker. True. And Cameron Monster 2. <laughs> Hudson Young got five weeks. But McGuire gotta find it, it again and got another fine. Spud Carroll's wanting to come back. Says McGuire is way off track. Needs a little whack. He's a grub, 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 he's a grub. He's a grub. <laughs> that was Dennis Carnahan last uh, two weeks ago on the Weekend Legends. If you want to sit here, the full thing, get the catch up podcast. Lots still to come in the show. But up next. ESPN has dedicated a full 24-hour channel to some of the world's weirdest sports. Yeah, baby. And we're going to tell you about them next. This is The Weekend Legends with Rose and Josh on Triple M. On The Weekend, there are two types of people. Those that listen to Triple M and those that don't. These are their stories. What? Weekend Legends. It is the Weekend Legends with Rose and guest Josh Reynolds. And don't forget, catch the Triple M show live next week from 12 p.m. next Saturday at Castle Hill RSL. If you love sport, you'll love sport at 77. Castle Hill RSL's new sports bar where all codes meet. Visit castlehillrsl.com.au. But guys... We're all for the weird and wonderful world of wacky sports, and ESPN have made it easier than ever to get it in one place, Rose. That's correct, Lachlan. This week, uh, ESPN, Josh, did something very interesting. They've been doing this since 2017. Now, do you remember the movie Dodgeball, that classic comedy movie? movie? Great movie, right? Hilarious. And when they do the Dodgeball games, they showed it on ESPN 8, The Ocho, which was supposed to be this mock ESPN channel for all the weird and wacky sports around the world. ESPN being awesome, in 2017, took it upon themselves to create a real ESPN 8, the Ocho. And for 24 hours, once a year, the channel's taken over by the Ocho, and it happened this week. I watched the entire 24 hours. Some of the best television I've ever watched in my life. You watched 24 hours worth? Well, I had it on for the entire 24 hours. Okay. So I just, I have like wow. a, I a monitor. That's a lot of Red Bulls, man. Oh, mate. You, <laughs> you should see my Red Bull collection. You wouldn't believe it. But I wanted to take you through some of the highlights of this tournament, because it is just wall to wall for 24 hours. Some of the funniest and weirdest sports you'll ever see in your life. Uh, at 6 a.m. Our, our time, they broadcast the 51st National Stone Skipping Competition. Josh, you much mm. of a you ever done the stone skipping? You know what? Having a look at all the events, that's probably I think I'd feature in that one. Yeah, you yeah. Reckon? I think I'd be on the podium. Yeah, I'd yeah. Go right on the, the the stone skipping. I don't. I yeah. I don't throw stones. Well, you, but I do <laughs> skip them. But you are, you know, you're a precise kicker. We all know uh, your kicking skills, so I'm sure you could translate that into one of those stances, skimming yeah, the rock, right? You know, it's all about the angle, isn't it? It is about mm. the angle. The world record is 88 skips. That's held by no, it's not. It is. It's 88 skips held by Kurt Mountain Man Steiner. You think someone named Mountain Man can't back up 88 skips? 88 skips. I'm going. I'm happy with a big six. You reckon you still get a podium? I'm, I'm getting, no. I'm over here. <laughs> what about uh, after that at 7 a.m.? They had the Best of chess boxing. You ever heard of chess boxing? No. Nah, so this is essentially you go one round of chess and then one round of boxing and then one round of chess, then one round of boxing. Wow. And it's either, it's either checkmate or punched in the face. We're speaking to Tim Zhu in the second hour. We'll ask him about it if he's ever competed in yeah, chess boxing. Checkmate, yes. Well, he'd be all right. If he's good at chess, we know he's good at boxing. So You any good at chess? No, you could. You probably could have boxing though. No, right? Never good. No, not good at boxing. So that's definitely not my event. Imagine, I, I couldn't throw a punch to save me life. Imagine copping a blow to the head and then you know having to move your rook two seconds later. <laughs> <laughs> what a nightmare! Um, uh, as well at noon, this is an interesting one. They had the 2019 US Pizza Team Acrobatics Trials. Right. So essentially, the USPT, as the uh, pros call it, 
uh, is a race to stretch five separate dough balls, the fastest uh, box folder. So essentially it's like you've got to stretch the dough and then do the tricks. You've got to throw them up mm. and spin them. And uh, you're much of a cook. Well, funnily enough, I'm, I'm actually building a new place at the moment and I'm getting a pizza oven. Oh, no way. Installed. So maybe, you know, if I do, you know, stick to my processes and, and, and cook and cook and cook, I can feature in that one day. Do you, want, do you worry that the pizza oven is kind of like the spa in a house? Like you get it and you're like, this is dope. And you use it like twice a year and the rest of the year it's just got a cover on it. Like, are you going to use the pizza oven like one night and then just keep your shoes in it for the rest of the year or something? That's so weird. Have you, you're not stalking me, are you? Because I've, I've actually got <laughs> no. a spa in my house now. And I've used it twice in my whole life. I've been there for two years. No, so, you, d- so you've nailed it. Listen, so now Josh, the pizza oven, I'm going to use it heaps. I love the Bulldogs, but I'm definitely not stalking you. That new house looks great, by the way. It's coming along very nicely. Uh, this is another good one. The 46th annual Cherry Pit Spitting Championships. Right? So that's mm. essentially, you know, you know, you get your... It has to, this is what I like. It has to be a regulation Montmorency cherry. It has to be the certain kind of cherry. Oh. Right? You can't yep. swallow the pit. That's good advice. You can't, mm. you can't spit it very far. And then here's the one rule. You can't use your hands to pop extra force into your cheeks. You know, you fill it with mm. air and then just go... And it shoots it yeah, out. Yeah, okay. So who's yeah. going to win this? What are, you, what are you thinking? Like someone with, someone with a big, big tongue or... Mm, oh, that's good. You get some. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it out there. I reckon you, you get some feral contestants. Oh yeah, yeah. Whoever, like you know some spitters. There'd be some spitters out there that just yeah. think they're heavy time big hitters spitters. You're right. Is that a big thing? Hitters spitters, yeah. like the western guys yeah. that can spit in the spittoon. Oh, you see some westies. Yeah, I'll be careful, mate. No, 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 MG's no. A westie. As in cowboys when they spit like western oh, cowboys, okay. like they spit. Lucky, the, lucky. No, no, no. <laughs> but there's definitely going to be some mullets out there. And my favourite one is the European Tram Driver Championships, where you compete in five different disciplines <laughs> speed and brake lateral distance the exact stop which is a huge one the overrun test and tram bowling what's tram bowling i don't know is that like you yeah that's a good question what well, do you have to run over we have to i think we have to get onto that yeah i think During you and the i show, can... we have to find out what tram bowling is i think we need to discover more about tram driver championships i'm what do you think you be you big fan of the ocho you think you like this idea I think it needs to be more than 24 hours. You know what? It's it's weird as. But you know what? ESPN, they, oh, I love, oh, I'm constantly watching ESPN. I yeah. love my sport. Love it. And you know, to mix it up every now and then, why not? Yep. So, yeah. There's a few in there that I reckon I'd, I'd definitely be a part of. If they ever need me, call me ESPN. There you go. St- stone skipping competition. Josh Reynolds on your way. Lachlan, I say we make it a full-time channel. We're all for odd sports. And if you have a sport that we should know about, one triple three five three, we want to hear it. But guys, up next, Cam Smith had his milestone a couple of weeks ago. It's time to move on. There's another player that you're close with, Josh, who's having a milestone this weekend, and we're going to talk about it next. It's the Weekend Legends on Sydney's Triple M. Sit back, relax, and let these guys do the thinking. Well, at least talking. Triple M's Weekend Legends. With Roche and Josh Reynolds, and James Graham is playing his 400th first grade game this weekend. And Josh, we have an understanding that you share a close bond with the big Englishman. Yeah, no, I definitely do. My, um, my partner gets a bit... Get weirded out, a bit weirded out by how close we are. <laughs> really? Yeah, she's a bit jealous. You're like besties, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you, you always have someone that, that's close to your heart. And, yeah. And I've always said I think we get on so well because, you know, there's something not right upstairs, I reckon, for both of us. Yeah. No, that's not just him. Me too. So, that's why you and I are getting along yeah, like a house think, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. talking about, um, you know, the, the Oka. Ocho? Ocho, yeah. So. <laughs> but, yeah, no, on, on a serious note, you know, he's... um. What a what a gladiator, you know, like yeah. four hundred not just four hundred games, but four hundred games in the front row. Yeah. Like week after week, just, just turning up and he's not just you know, he's not a guy that just turns up and runs on the field and, you know, he wears his his heart on his sleeve as mm. as we see every week. And yeah. 
yeah, I I honestly, you know, just to James, like my outstanding effort, you know, that, um, I'll you know, forever if, be grateful for what he done for my career. Yeah. Back, back at the Bulldogs and, and you know, maybe had some great times as my roomie for Right. Yeah, you know, probably about five or six years. And What's he like as a room? Is he a nightmare or? Nah, he's all right. He's, he's, all, right. he's all right. He, he, he drinks about, <laughs> say we'll, over, we'll stay in overnight, he would have, he'd drink 30 English breakfast teas <laughs> overnight. Yeah, he just loves them. And I, you know what, well, I started getting into him too, so. Yeah. But yeah, everything about him, he's just a, he's just a legend. Mate, uh, you know, as a Bulldogs fan, it meant so much to me, um, your connection. I, I have some fond memories of James Graham. Uh, do you remember that uh, uh, the, the time the Bulldogs uh, played over in New Zealand? We had a home game over in New Zealand. The whole staff headed over there for the game. And James, he just, he has time for anyone. Like anyone who comes up to him, he seems to have time. But I'm, I was just a lonely DJ that played the music at the games. <laughs> but I went up to him and introduced myself and he was just such a nice dude. And I could see that connection that you guys have on the, any, any Bulldogs fan could have seen that. Uh, and he seems to, uh, really have the same regard for you. I'll take you to uh, one of the end-of-season speeches that James Graham made about you. There's a guy leaving this club. There's a guy leaving this club that epitomises this club. I've said this before. He's the glue to this club. I've never met anyone like him. So I just... I, I don't even care what you do if you want to clap him or whatever or just look at him, but I just like Josh Rounds to stand up and take a bow, son. Beautiful uh, words there by Jay. I wish they would have turned that music down at the function oh, so you could hear man. him better. It's, uh, it's Every time I hear that, it gives me goosebumps. Like, legit, but, like, I just even... I'm a bit of an emotional person, and honestly, like, that was a moment. That was his moment. Yeah. He captained the club for, oh, I don't know exactly how many years, but for for a long time, and, you know, that was his going-out speech. And for him to, you know, mention me and, you know, to tell everyone to stand and clap, was, it was special, you know, and even, like... You just don't understand what what that means to you know not just me but my family and he he just he went out he go like you said he goes out of his way to make people feel good and inspire people I think uh, uh, tell us this week was taught you know it's retro round and, and they asked him the question if there's any player from the modern era who would have survived back say in the seventies or eighties he went straight to James Graham so he just seems like the kind of guy firstly he, his head goes completely red when he gets emotional it's just fantastic to watch as a bulldogs fan but like you said he inspires everyone by his actions not by not necessarily by his words but he leads by example first guy always in and any tackle and i just i just am so proud to see him hit 400 games and it's an honor to be here with you the week that you know this is happening and hear you talk about someone who's you know it's so great to see someone in rugby league who has someone that close to them you know what i mean yeah oh, definitely and you know, he's just a, honestly, and like you said, he's just a, he's just a champion bloke. Like, yeah. isn't it? There's, we all know what he does on the footy field, and that, you know, can that'll never, you know, that'll be forever, you know, be his legacy. But just off the field, like, he just, he's a guy I want to be. Like, he's yeah. honestly, he's someone I look up to. Yeah. And like, you know, it's it's funny because we're not, you know, years apart. It's yeah. Not, you know, like he's. He's, yeah, he's, just, he's like an idol. He's a stand-up bloke, yeah. and your partner's probably really angry at us now that I've gushed about him for a couple of minutes. But congratulations, James Graham. 400 games. What an effort, like you said, as a forward. And uh, here's to many more, we hope. What an amazing milestone. Still looks like he's got a little bit left in him to give I as think well. So. Which is good. I think so. I think so. Stick around. Big second hour coming up. Tim Sue's going to join us on the line as well very shortly. Weekend Legends. Weekend Legends on Triple M.